like, oh shit, y'all got a sink? It's great. <laughs> y'all got a sink in Harry Potter? Sign me up. Hello. Hey, friends. <gasps> We're together. How y'all doing? We're not doing virtual recording this time. Mm-mm. Not no. for today or for next week. Yeah, we are in Katie's bathroom. I'm Katie. We are in my bathroom. <laughs> that felt really weird. What an introduction. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. How are, how are we doing? I hope, hope you guys. Hope, yeah. Hope you guys are good. We do this every time. We're okay. Been it's better. been a fucking weekend. I'll just yeah. tell you that. <laughs> That's how we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're about to get a lot worse. Oh. So, like uh, your your typical smoking on podcast fashion. Um, this is a Katie case, and mm-hmm. it's about a missing child. <laughs> Katie said that this that this enrages her. That this evokes a lot of emotion in her. Oh, this. So I know that if it invokes emotion in her, it'll probably invoke the same or similar emotions. I'll tell you what. I don't have a lot. You know what? First, we're going to do our contact information. You can find us in the bio. Mm -hmm. And you can also find a quick little cute GoFundMe Mm -hmm. in our bio, our little show notes. Elena, Mm -hmm. explain. Mm -hmm. If you guys remember a couple episodes back, my boyfriend Kyler was on. King, we love him. Mm -hmm. Hi, Kyler. Hi, Kyler. And um, he has now opened a GoFundMe. If you did not know, well, I guess, I I can't remember if he said anything. But um, he is trans. Well, he didn't say anything. No, he barely said anything. (laughs) But he's trans, um, and he's starting his journey um, to who he really wants to be. So he set up a little GoFundMe for his top surgery. No pressure. It's there. Yeah, it's just there. If you'd like to support him, that's appreciated. If not... Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, you know. we're just putting the word out there a little further, mm-hmm. hopefully. But, you know, from from Kyler and I, we love you guys, and it would it would be nice. So, yeah. Thank you very if, much. If you feel inclined, if you're able, that'd mm-hmm. be great. If not, you know, send warm wishes, I you, guess. you can just send your thoughts and prayers for him your, to recover and all that stuff. That's more than some appreciated. Some good jokes, maybe. Some good... <laughs> He's gonna be the captain of the No Titty Committee, so... <laughs> Yeah. So we have that so, along with our um there's that. Our email. Oh, babe. Yeah. <laughs> our email, our Instagram, our TikTok and Twitter will also be there. Mm-hmm. And we'll say them at some point throughout Keep the episode. All those things. Yeah. Um so like I said, we're going to be talking about a missing child. Um I don't Oh, I do have I lied. Um we do have some trigger warnings. A missing child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing gruesome. But this is what I put word for word. But boy, is this shit infuriating. I have a real issue with a lot of what we're going to discuss. And mostly about people mm. in this story. Mm-hmm. So if you do not like me yelling at strangers, this might not be the one. <laughs> um, also, I am biased and I will not apologize. I'm not accusatory, though. I'm, I, okay. I'm not accusing anybody in this episode. I'm just saying I have some issues. And there's a difference. There is a difference. And people that are like, I'm not judgmental. You're fucking lying. No. Don't lie to me. Everyone formulates their own opinions. Yeah. All right. So without further ado, Elena, do you have any questions? No, I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I lost my place. All right. So Jalik Rainwalker. It's a cool name. That's a fucking name. It's a cool fucking name. Rainwalker? Jalik Rainwalker. Okay. He was 12 years old when he essentially disappeared without a trace. Cool. Um, he was born in Albany, New York, on August 2nd, 1995, to his birth mother, who is not in the picture. It's Leo. Yeah, it's my nephew's birthday. Mm, that's cute. I always get sad. Oh, my nephew. 
Yeah, I'm a little nephew. <laughs> Same birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, not year, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn, he'd be older than me. Ooh. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, his birth mother is not in the picture. Um, from the second he was born, everything was stacked against him. He was born with fetal alcohol syndrome, and he was addicted to cocaine at the time of his birth. Fresh out the womb. <clears throat> yes. Oh, God. A, very, very sad. Um, so by, like, the time he was one, he had already been placed in the foster care system. It was it was pretty much immediate when you are born with drugs in your system. I don't mm-hmm. know how that's how that is. I've never had a child, but I can imagine that that's a pretty, pretty quick process where they're like, no, we're not going to just... Give you, yeah, give you back. You can't keep this. No, yeah. Um, so yeah, he was in the foster care system for a good amount of li- a good amount of his life, and supposedly he was placed in quote therapeutic foster homes. Now I didn't know that was a thing, but I guess there are, and at least at this time there were additional trainings that some foster parents and families would go through to deal with quote challenging behaviors like emotional issues trauma outbursts things that these children who are through the foster care system especially one like Jalik where he has all these odds stacked against him he's going to have these issues so he was sent to families with this additional training well that's good it, well um, maybe it's <laughs> it's good if it is true yeah no yeah yeah but in on, on paper it it's good nice. in theory yeah. right Yes. Um, by the time he was seven, he had been in and out of foster homes um, until July 2003 when Stephen Kerr and Jocelyn McDonald adopted him and added him to their family in Salem, New York. Um, I'm not sure if they're married or not, so I might be calling them the Kerrs, but it's Stephen Kerr and Jocelyn McDonald. I don't know. Um, together, they had three biological children and one additional foster child. So... There were five kids total. That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, Yeah, I don't... That's a lot. Um, After about a year of them caring for him, they decided to adopt him despite his behaviors. I will get into some behavioral issues that I have been talking about. Um, The family before them, before he was placed with the Kerrs, he was with another family that were, like, going through that process of adopting him. And then they decided against it because of his, quote, violent outbursts and challenging behaviors. Um, When the Kurs adopted him, they did change his last name. They just made it up, which I think is kind of funny. Like Rainwalker. They were walking in the rain. And they, I'm not even fucking with you. You know what we should call this guy. (laughs) I mean, I kind of like it. Rainwalker's nobody's name. I mean, it's Jalik's last name, but Uh like. No one else in this case. A child was dropped on us right now. Bathroom sitter. Shut the fuck up. Squatty (laughs) potty. That's so silly. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll talk about it. Mm. So, Jalik was close with his adoptive maternal grandmother. From now on, she will be Grandma or Barbara. So, she describes Jalik as a vivacious child. And he loved apple picking, pizza, tarot cards, and listening to music and reading. He was an avid reader. That's a personality for a kid. And yeah, this is all by the time like he's like 10. Yeah. Um, this is really sweet. For his 10th birthday, she told him that he could pick a place for them to go to together, and that would be his present, and he picked SeaWorld. So she was like, all right, um, we're going to SeaWorld. And Off they, to SeaWorld. Yeah, the two of them had a great time. And she said that he would say something along the lines of, 
quote, when I grow up, I don't care where I live. I want to live where my future wife wants to live because I would love her and our kids so much it wouldn't matter. That breaks my heart. That's so sweet. I think it's so sweet when little kids, like my nephew, he's six and he, I'm like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I asked him this the other day and he goes, um, a good dad. Get out of here. That's so cute. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't care where we live. I love my future, like, my future wife and kids so much it wouldn't matter. That is so fucking sweet. It's so sweet. Um, Barbara did, like, mention and chime in on his behavioral outbursts, and she said they were, they were there, um, but only really came up when someone mentioned his past. Like, it wasn't all the time. He wasn't a bad kid. Mm -hmm. Like, he just, he had a lot of trauma, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people that didn't understand that trauma. Um, there was an incident in October of 2007. Jalik, who was 12 at this time, made a, quote, sexually explicit comment to a child who was annoying him in the homeschool group. I'll get into the homeschool group in a second. Um, but I don't know what this comment is. Allegedly, it was a threat to hurt the child, and it was, like, sexual in nature. I have I have no idea. I don't know. I, I couldn't find this, this incident, I'll say. Um, I do have here... I will be doing a lot of defending of Jalik and his behavior, but I do want to state, I, I don't believe this is okay. Like I'm, when I'm getting, when I'm defending him and defending his behavior, I'm not stating that it is right. Like kids shouldn't have violent outbursts and shouldn't be making sexually explicit comments like that. But there's a clear reason why that he may have felt inclined to say these certain things and behaving, behave in certain ways. And there's a way to handle it. And the Kerr McDonald family did not handle it well. I did just want to put that out there because I know like I feel like you could possibly spin how much I'm going to be defending him and be like oh so you think it's okay no no I sure don't it's not that's not what I'm saying saying. yeah um but essentially I don't know what the comment was but it was serious enough where they were like we're not we can't do this Mm -hmm. so they began looking into how they could reverse the adoption oh they're, Fuck you. Oh, girl. I'm on, like, page one. <sighs> I, I told you. <laughs> I, it, it's, it's, we're not talking about that right now. But I did Google this. There is virtually no way to do this. Um, and I saw in the state where Elena and I both live, I guess within a, within one year of an adoption, the birth parents can file to reverse the adoption if it can be proven that there was coercion in giving up the child. But that's, like, the only way that I could find that you could reverse an adoption. And that had nothing to do with Jalik's case here. And proving that is so hard. Like, right. I have proven prove it in caps. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I, I don't think it's a bad thing that it's hard to reverse an adoption. Like, No, I think that's a very, they're not, like, you can't do a that. dog that no. you can just be like, you know what? He's not meant for our family. This is a child. This is a and human you, And you fostered him child. for years prior. Right. Like, no, that's fucking stupid. Anyway. Um, but anyway, it is essentially impossible. And when they called the Department of Family Services, they were like, the, the department was like, no, you, you can't do that. But they did suggest that they try respite care. Um, I did thank you. Elena just made a face because I had no I had no idea what the fuck that was. Respite care. Respite care. It sounds like hospice. Yeah. It? That it's not like a very serious. <laughs> so uh, according to Google, um, essentially respite care is like temporary care. I saw a lot of ads for like elderly care. 
Um, and it can be like from a day to like a couple weeks, I imagine to give the caregiver a break. Um, and if I'm wrong, please correct me. This is just how I like understood it. It's kind of like always... almost home kids. It's like what? Like a, you know what almost home kids is? I'm not sure if they have it anywhere else, but there's one by my house where it's like, like a halfway house. I, I think that's kind of yeah. how I'm imagining it. It's okay. like you can stay here up to two weeks. Yes. And someone will care for you. For whatever the caregiver, mm-hmm. like it doesn't even have to be a child. Like it could be like your elderly mother, father, whoever, and you just like I need <laughs> someone that like, needs constant attention. Yes, that 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 family or that caregiver can't give them at that time, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. Caregiving is a lot. Care- it is, and they have five children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do want to say though, before Jalik has not been given any form of therapy. Or extra resources that I'm aware of, even even though they were given three thousand dollars a month for the adoption of him and his adoptive sister to receive therapeutic services. So they were given this extra money because they knew Jalik and I don't I don't know the other name, but they knew that they were coming from a situation where they will need therapy and services, and they're not providing them with that. Mm-hmm. That I'm aware of. Again, um, back to the comments that he made. When he was 12 in 2007. After that happened, and they were like, let's reverse this adoption, Jocelyn essentially banned him from their home. And he was no longer allowed to stay with his adoptive siblings in their home together. I guess. See, it's a little, this whole situation is slightly confusing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on, but I'm trying my best for you. So I guess Stephen was supposed to be on a trip for two weeks overseas. So this is why Jocelyn was like, respite care? Yeah, because she didn't want to deal with Jalik and his behaviors alone while dealing with her other four children. Okay. And well, I can see that. I can understand that. That's a little bit, yeah. It's more like we don't, we don't, first of all, we don't have the resources for this. And second of all, right. I still have four other kids that I have to be there for. I and guess. That, I, I, I get guess, that. Yeah. But neither here nor there that's a situation Mm -hmm. um so Jalik went with a caregiver her name was Elaine um Elaine and Tom and he went with them for about two weeks they could only take him from October 27th to November 1st though because of a prior commitment but they said they'd be glad to take him again like on the 6th on November 6th okay so Stephen ended up canceling his trip because they couldn't take him for the whole two weeks but Jalik still went with them for the few days until November 1st. Luckily, Jalik had known Elaine and her husband, Tom, before. So, like, this... I don't know how regularly this occurred, but it wasn't like they they were strangers. Like, they knew him. Okay. Um, and he had been in their care before, and he did remember them and their dogs. Elaine and Tom welcomed him into their home, and they did a really good um, job of, like, doing... They, like, did things with him. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the week of, like, Halloween. So they went... Um, they did like Halloweeny things and they like hung out and they did, they did nice things. He had a nice time. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that he was really helpful, respectful, and he would help with the dogs and he loved going through their large book collection. Um, they had like a big library, like in their house mm-hmm. and he read a single Harry Potter book in a day. Uh, now quick little detour. I, the other weekend, was trying to read my nephews into Harry Potter. He's mm. trying, and he was like, can we read, we read Harry Potter before bed? And I was like, buddy, listen, I'll try. I'll try my best. <laughs> um, and I, I, I struggled. Mm. That's a hard book to read. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of words that are made up. 
So it's like Dr. Seuss. I can't fucking read it. What <laughs> I can't, what do you he what is winnest is not a word. No. You know, why is it in there? That's I just really mm. struggle with it. So Jalik, that's really impressive. Yeah. At 12 years old, you're reading a book like that. That's crazy. And he loved it there. Um so I am going to tell you a little bit about why he might have loved it so much. Mm. So the Kerr McDonald house was an interesting one to say the least. They tried their best to be sustainable and live in that type of lifestyle with their five children. They lived in a two-bedroom, tiny cottage-type house with no running water, plumbing, or electricity, and with heat coming from a tiny, like, wood-burning stove. Um, They all slept in one room and had virtually no privacy. Breaking Amish. (laughs) (laughs) They were allowed to bathe once every other week. Oh, um, in addition to all of that, they were they were only allowed to have meat or protein, but meat once a week. And Stephen was pretty strict, especially with Jalik. So if that's the lifestyle you live, no hate towards you. But we do need to provide for our children. I think that should go. Yeah, I feel like if you're an adult and you agree to do that, sure, you know, live your cottagecore dreams, but, mm-hmm. like, these are kids, like, they need, like, sustenance. We live in... To be clean. 2023. And, This know, was after like, the year 2000. There should be running water. You have access to it. At the very least, there should be at heat. At the very least. Like... <laughs> yeah, and you live in New York. Like, it's Come not... On. It gets cold. Yeah. Um, so here's a little example of how Stephen was, like... Stricter than a lot of parents, I think, would be. So one time, Jalik forgot to close the lid to the toilet paper holder outside in their outhouse. Oh. And Stephen said he could no longer use it. He could no longer use toilet paper. Shit on the ground. Smack my (laughs) (laughs) No, but, like, I feel, I, I can understand why, because, like, that consequence does relate to the thing, but... You're not going to let your son use toilet... He's already shitting outside. Like, what yeah. do you want? Ooh. Use the leaves? Like, that's... F- He's 10. Oh. What the fuck? That's weird. Yeah, no, that's... That's a little extreme. Y- yes, it's just extreme. Like, he's yeah. just... It, it, unnecessary a maybe, little bit. Maybe give him a reminder first. Yeah, like, do, like, maybe, like, a three-warning type thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Three strikes. You're out. <laughs> it's literally... Out of the out-out. Oh, you're out of that outhouse. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, um, Jalik also received um, some some different kinds of like treatment as well. He so his brother, I believe, yes, the brother was biologically Stephen and Jocelyn's, and okay. he was going to a private school where the tuition was seventeen thousand dollars a year. At not a college, like he, this was just a primary. Or not I was primary, just about to say like that's a, a private. Yeah, it's a private school with a tuition, yeah. but it's not like. University. Yeah. Um, And Jalik was in a homeschool group. Mm -hmm. Um, These are just a few examples as to why he probably enjoyed his time away from them. And I don't blame him. No, I don't. You're telling me this light light switch works? What? There's no lead in here? That's great. These are all jokes, everyone. These are all jokes. Your bathroom's inside? What do you mean? I can use the toilet paper? Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Oh, Jaleek, that's I love horrible you. for him, it, though. It does. It just, it really paints this picture because it's so sad. Because it's, like, this little kid. The thing is, is that, like, how the fuck did they get approved to adopt him? Good fucking question. <laughs> so, 
November 1st comes around. This is the time, Jalik's time with Elaine and Tom have ended. Mm -hmm. And Stephen, who was supposed to be on his trip but canceled it, Mm -hmm. drove to go get him. Stephen then drove them to Greenwich, New York. I've always struggled with that because I always thought Greenwich was a neighborhood in um, Manhattan. So whenever we, because we've talked about Greenwich before. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like, that's a really far drive. Why are they going from Salem to Greenwich? No, no, no. There's a town Greenwich, guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that's where they went. Mm -hmm. And Stephen's parents had a home here that was unoccupied. So before getting to the house, they went to a Red Robin for dinner around 8 p.m. And this is the last time Jalik has been seen. What the fuck? Yeah. At a Red Robin? At a Red Robin at 8 p.m. (laughs) on like a Tuesday. Oh my god. After dinner, they had left and Stephen and... Stephen said... I told Jalik to go to bed. Uh-huh. So on November 2nd, the next day, Stephen woke up around 7 in the morning and went into Jalik's room and it looked like he was still asleep. So he let him sleep and checked again later and realized that it, that Jalik had put pillows and clothing under the covers so it looked like someone was there but Jalik was gone. Mm. Stephen, Stephen then went into the kitchen and on the kitchen table found a paper sign with quote, Albany, on it, and a paper with Jalik's handwriting. This paper said, quote, Dear everybody, I am sorry for everything. I won't be a bother anymore. Goodbye, Jalik. So the FBI has found this to be in his handwriting, so he definitely wrote this note. Um, Stephen claims that he realized Jalik was gone at around 7.30, but didn't call the police until 8.57. Um, and then the night before, Stephen claimed he watched a movie after Jalik went to bed. He said that he never left the house that night. But I will, I will say, a van that looked very similar to his was found on bank surveillance a little after 12 that night through Greenwich. Okay. He, we're back in present times. Stephen told the police that he was like, oh, he probably just ran away. Don't like that. I hate that, actually. Mm. Don't ever say that. No. Um, and or <laughs> joined a gang. Really don't like that. Oh. Hate that. That's a big jump. He yeah. ran away or joined a gang. They also made sure to mention that Jalik has suicidal and homicidal tendencies. Because of this, no Amber Alert was put out and the police had this preconceived idea that he had left to end his life. At 12? At 12 years old. Um, 12. It's, oh, I'm not even at the part that pisses me off yet. So on November 5th, a newspaper put the word out there and described him as, quote, having golden skin, lime green eyes, and maybe wearing black sneakers, blue jeans, and a t-shirt with a dragon on it, and a yellow fleece. Remember, remember that. Yellow fleece. Yes. Um, he, he was really cute. He had beautiful eyes. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Mm. Not not that it matters, but lime green eyes is accurate, I will say. And that's also like a very identifying feature. Oh, he he's an identifiable person for gotcha. sure. He's yeah. got he's and I can imagine like if he's older now, he like you're at those at you you'll I'll post a picture. Mm-hmm. They're recognizable. Okay. Um the police did begin searching and followed up on potential sightings and leads. The initial story of him running away to maybe take his life was something people accepted for a little bit until Stephen started acting really suspicious. 
Mm. He refused to take a polygraph. We've talked about this before. We're not super, they're not super huge to us, but it's, flag on the field. it doesn't look good, you know, mm. refusing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look good refusing to take one or like taking one and failing. If you are put in a position to take one, don't take it. But if you don't take it, I'm going to judge you. You're going to get judged regardless. Yes. You know, but right now I don't like Steven. So I'm going to say that that's a red fucking flag. Red flag. Because it is. Despite, this is also because like he, he did tell the police early on that he and Jocelyn would take these polygraphs and be like cooperative. Jocelyn did end up taking it, but he refused and walked out of the police camera or walked out of the police station. And he was caught on camera ripping missing person posters down. The posters that were helping his son be found. Mm. He was not taking any part in any of the search parties. I don't believe Jocelyn was either, but still. This is alarming. It's, it's fucking concerning. Yeah, at the very least. Um, by December, the searches pretty much stopped. And this is a month later. They pretty much stopped. and But police were still looking into it and started looking even further into Stephen and Jocelyn. Other groups of people and foundations were doing everything they could to find him, including some former foster families and his respite care family, Elaine and Tom, who made a task force to find him. These families are finding him, trying to find him more than his own family. Right. Um, Elaine even made a statement on the note that was found on the table. So I'll give you a reminder. This note said, quote, Dear everybody, I am sorry for everything. I won't be a bother anymore. Goodbye, Jalik. And apparently during his respite care time, he had homework, and one of his tasks he needed to do was write apology letters, and Elaine was like, I was with him when he wrote this letter. This was, lo- this was his little homework assignment. So in late December 2011, no, that's false. I just lied. <laughs> in late December 2007, oh, um, we're still a month later, <laughs> a second vigil was held, but you want to take a guess? Who wasn't there? Those people. Steven and Jocelyn did not attend. <laughs> Even his adoptive grandparents were there, and his grandfather, Dennis, stated, quote, we miss him so much. The holidays make it harder. There is a sense of joy and peace that is missing. That hurts. Yeah. Um, the holidays came and went. New Year's came and went, and we are now in 2008. And those who loved him are starting to believe he was no longer alive. Barbara was like, hmm, this does not sit right, and Stephen may not be innocent here. She was she was not liking the way that this was looking. Mm, Grandma she, Barbara. Grandma Barbara. Don't mess with Grandma Barbara. Mm. She said that she remembered a time a few years ago where Stephen held Jalik's head underwater to punish him. See, when you tell me that he's an extreme parent, I know that that's not correct, even if you're an extreme parent. But I feel like, that not to defend him, but I don't know. To me, that's not as shocking when you tell me how much of a parent he is. Like, I said about this about the holding the head underwater. It doesn't prove anything by any means. But she's like, I just don't trust him. No, it definitely gives cause to speculate. Yes, but it It fits in with his parent. Yes, it's not. I'm not saying that I think he drowned his child. You know, Mm -hmm. but it's something to note Mm -hmm. for sure. Because I don't know about you, but I can't see myself doing that to punish my child when I'm a parent. No, I'm not going to fucking waterboard my kid. Sorry. think of that for, like, any. No. Like, I'm not going to waterboard anybody. No. <laughs> so. Um, so, 
On January 14th, 2008, Stephen is officially named as a person of interest. Um, they do not believe his alibi. So that van that I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that was caught on surveillance, it was a gold Chrysler minivan, which is the exact same car that Stephen was driving at the time. It was never confirmed to be his, but if it was, why? Because why were you driving? That's a that's a noticeable car. A gold minivan? I was just about to say a gold Chrysler. A gold, and I feel like around 2007 that those were more popular, but yes. that's still a note. It's not like a white Sonata or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's not like a car that everyone has. A white Jeep. Like, it is a gold minivan. No. I'm First of all, that. I can count the amount of gold cars that I've seen today. It's zero. Like, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> That's not a popular car color. Mm-hmm. So. I can probably count on less than two hands the gold cars I've seen <laughs> Ever. in my life. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's just another thing that I'm like, it doesn't prove anything, but it doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was later confirmed via cell phone records that he had lied about the route he drove to the house, but if they confirmed that the minivan was him and that he left that night, it's not public public knowledge. I'm not sure. Um, this, another quick little spin, because this is super strange. Um, mm-hmm. On January 23rd, an anonymous letter arrived at the police station. I'm going to read this to you. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. So it just starts, Jalik still alive. Enter. <laughs> Like, next line. No periods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Needed a foot soldier for this war on drugs. Enter. Picked him up. Route 40, post 30. Enter. He's okay. Enter. No fake. Enter. He says, ask his mama and papa. Who are the macaroni family? My cat named Diamond? Question mark. Why does Franti yell fire? Don't try to look. We are not there. Huh? No punctuation at all. Very chaotic. That just... N- Very neurotic. Super weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah like- super weird letter, because what the fuck? Um, the task force, not his parents, oh, no. were like, hmm, okay, bet if this is real, let's have them send something else to prove it. Okay. Like, they made a statement saying, essentially, send in the proof by asking Jalik these three questions, and he would only be the only one to know the answer to it. One, what did Jalik do on Halloween night? Who won the foosball tournament as at the person's? Three. What did Jalik and Brenny do in the afternoon of the day they were together? Okay. So these are all just questions that he would know and no one else would. So they're like, if if he's if he's alive, we're, we'd be able to know from that. Yeah. yeah. Um, here is some more information. Going back in time around Jalik's disappearance, after a few weeks, Stephen and Jocelyn started paperwork to invalidate the adoption. If Jalik came back, he would no longer be theirs. So three months later, Stephen and Jocelyn moved to Vermont. Which is super strange to me. Um, Wait, so if he was found... If he was after found... After this paperwork was filed... He would they, he would not be theirs anymore. I don't, mm, I don't know, dude. I don't know how it works. Okay. But then they move. So like, even if he came back, he wouldn't have a house to go to. So Barbara is cool as fuck, and she's like, if Jalik comes back, I want custody. Good. Um, she was denied, Aww. but but he's missing, so, like, I don't know how that works, you know? Yeah. I feel like, can you really, like, do custody battles when someone's missing? Right. No. I mean, custody. I feel like it's interesting to even be able to debate that, because, like, what do you have custody of? Like, if yeah. he, like, 
anyway, but it's it's strange. Yes. There's nothing about this story that is normal. No, not a single thing. No, it is mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. First of all, out of house. <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> toilet paper. Waterboarding. Period. Oh. Oh. Yikes. Um. So Barbara is upset about all of this, and she's upset about her grandson missing, and that his parents are not caring about mm-hmm. it. So she mm-hmm. did something that I wouldn't suggest, but I do understand. Mm. She broke into their home when they left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying no. I'm not saying but... she should have done that. But I would probably do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and she found something important. What did she find? She found the yellow fleece that he was supposed to be wearing. Oh. The night when he went missing. Barbara was charged with burglary. <laughs> Good. But her findings did make it possible for them to get a search warrant. Yeah. Because that doesn't look good. No. Um, Ooh. Yeah. For weeks and months, police searched and searched, but still found nothing. Over the next few years, things were found but proven not to be him or belong to him. Um, and in, er- in areas that could have been searched before were being searched, like now, like because of things being thawed and like shit like that, um, but nothing. Uh, on, just, on December 13th, 2012, five years after he went missing, the case was no longer a missing persons case, but a, quote, probable homicide. Again, over the years, police and the FBI followed up on tips, but nothing was confirmed to be relevant to his case, even as recently as June 2022, when a tip came in. South Troy Dodgers Field. Stephen was placed there. Um, and South Troy, I, th- I don't, I think South Troy Dodgers, I think that's like a baseball field. Yeah. And he was placed, Stephen was placed in South Troy the night via his cell phone records. So the police came forward with this um, information and stated that the tip was one worth pursuing, but haven't like said why or what. And this was um, like, almost a year ago in June. So it's like they might have found something, mm. but we don't know. Um, Jalik would be 27 years old today. Holy shit. And if you have any information, contact your local FBI office. I will leave the link um, to the FBI field offices page where you can find your local office and the contact information in the show notes. Or you could contact the Albany office seeing as it's like his mm-hmm. case. That's it. That's all we know. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, he's just gone. I have so many, I have so, uh, this is one of those cases where I have so many questions, but also none. Yeah. This is Jalik. He is so cute. Oh, I can't wait to see him. I've had a mental image of him, but I can't wait to see him. Look how cute he is. Oh. He's a cutie. He is, he just looks so sweet. He looks like if he smiles, that he would be like brighter than the sun. Like he looks so sweet. Get out of here! With his glasses. He is really, really. He's a cute little kid. And he just looks like a bait. Like you're gonna tell me that you're gonna look at that kid. This was like when he went missing. And scream at him that he can't use toilet paper. Like go fuck yourself. Like what is your problem? I don't know what Steven looks like. Do I? Looks exactly like how you'd expect. <laughs> when I said breaking Amish, I meant it. That motherfucker looks like the town squire. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's... That's so it's depressing. Really sad. 
That's so depressing. He's a cute. He's a cutie and very, very sweet. Yeah. He just seemed like such a sweet, smart kid. Yeah. Who had a lot going against him. It's really, really sad. He looks like a kid that like should be on like Disney Channel, like in another life. Yeah. Like, he just looks like a classic kid. Like. Yeah. That that's a kid. Yeah. That's a kid right there. <laughs> that's a child. <laughs> That's Jalik. <laughs> Rain <laughs> Walker. Say his fucking name. Like, yeah, let's find him. At least find out like what, what happened. happened. Maybe we will. If we ever find updates, I tried to find the most recent thing was in 2022. But mm-hmm. if there's updates, I 100% mm-hmm. will be doing an episode update. Cool. So, yeah, uh, join us for part two. That's the case. If you're 21. Discussion. It, if, if, you're you, 21? if you are 21 and can smoke weed mm-hmm. or eat weed or what. However, however or, you partake, go ahead. Take, yeah. Join us. You know what? If, if, if it's legal, it's not a closed space. You can also be sober. Yeah. It just might you be can more also fun just if you're chat. smoking. Yeah. You can just hear us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're not. We're not those people where it's like you got it. Like, no, 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 no. I'm never gonna force you to do anything. I will force you to drink water and not be a dick. Yeah, but, but that is it. <laughs> that kind of goes without saying. And that's all. Anyway. All right. Get ready to hear me yell we at people. We gotta get into this. Like, I'm pissed. Okay. Okay, everybody. We're back. Hello, friends. We're better. Oh, this tastes good. It does taste... Is it little berries? It does taste good. Little berries. Okay. Um, so, I did... There's a couple things I wanted to address. Elena and I chatted in between. First things first. We've said this before. If you're new here, we are more liberal people. So... I feel like that's something we should just put out there. If you don't yeah. already know. Because we do talk about race quite a bit on this podcast mm-hmm. because it matters. Yeah. We should be talking about race. And in this situation, Jalik is a person of color. Mm-hmm. And his adoptive parents were white. Mm-hmm. Or are. Yes. Like, they're yeah. still alive. Yeah. But that, we were just saying, like, it's unfortunate we have to think about that. But yeah. it could play a part into it. It could it could not play a part, and I hope it doesn't, or didn't, or whatever. Right. But it it's important to mention. Right. And I feel like for... And it might not be a, one of those things where, like, his adoptive parents were outwardly racist or anything like that. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But... Not, we're not accusing anybody or anything. These are all just our opinions. No. I, I will say that you guys were shitty parents, but... Oh, yeah. I'll say that to your face. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not accusing you of... That's a very big thing. But um, no one is accusing anyone of murder. Here. I feel like sometimes it might be one of those things where it's like they're not racist and you can like love that person, but they treat people who look like him differently. You know what I'm saying? They, maybe. They may or may not. Right. Well, and I don't know how he treated his other children, but from, from what, what I'm know, seeing, yeah. it's like it was a more extreme specifically to Jalik that's that's all I know about but yeah that's all I know about and it could also be the factor of not that he looks different from them but the fact that he is an adoptive child also fucked up that's horrible one of my good friends she adopted her little sister not oh not she like she her little sister was adopted from China and she's white so I feel like it first of all it takes a specific type of family to adopt children because yes for instance when that occurred my dad specifically was like I love people who adopt kids but I don't feel like I could adopt a and child that's okay 
and that's perfectly valid. And don't. You should not. <laughs> yes, right. don't. If you don't feel like you can give this child all the love that a child needs, then don't do it. No one's asking you to. No, and that's and that's okay if right. you can't. I know people like that too. Like they're like I I love mm-hmm. I love kids. Like my one of someone very close to me is mm-hmm. he has two kids. He loves them with everything mm-hmm. in him. But he's like I know myself and I know it would be different. Right. If if I had adopted them. I don't there's like no hate anywhere and around any part of it, but mm-hmm. if you know that, that's fine. But then don't adopt a child because then we end up in situations like this. Right, right. If you know that about yourself, D- keep just, it that way. Right. Like, and like same thing like with having children, like birthing children. If you right. don't like kids, don't have them. No, and but I feel like it's different because a lot of people are like, blood is blood. You know, like your family's your family at the end of the day, but. It, I also don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's different because now to the social construct that we call family, this is your child. You adopted them. That's you what it made means. made that choice. You are claiming to everybody that this is my adoptive child. Like, so now it is your kid. How do you feel about that? Because I feel very strongly that, like, I don't know where I personally stand on adoption. I'm not mm-hmm. at a point in my life where I'm ready to even think about anything related to mm-hmm. any child. Right. But I I don't think I would have a problem being like, no, that's my kid. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's to me, it's a very similar decision you make when you're like, if you are pregnant and decide to have an abortion or not. It's like you are making an active choice to have this child in this way. Right. And it's like if you – because you can't just adopt a kid. It's yeah. a long process. Oh, yeah. And, like, especially with foster care. They fostered him for, like, a year or two before uh-huh. they even started the adoption process. Mm-hmm. So it's like this was an active choice you made. Mm-hmm. Almost like – if not harder than having and birthing, a like, a baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, what? Just – I just don't understand it. Right. I've never been placed in a position right. where I've, you know, had that type of relationship with a child. But like I said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, my boyfriend is trans. So if one day we do decide to have children, adoption is one of those avenues that yeah. we have to think about. And I feel like personally, I can see it both ways. I can see why yeah. you might feel a little bit differently towards this child because they're not biologically yours. Mm-hmm. But coming from like a parental standpoint, it doesn't matter what, who this child is. This is a child. This is the child that I am saying is mine. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of different because I feel like you can have that love for different things. You for might sure. feel like you won't ever be able to love this child in that way because it may, it, maybe it's just a different way. Exactly, but that's not saying that you love them more or less. You just love them differently. I we've mentioned this now fifteen times in this episode. Mm-hmm. We're not parents, no, and I don't know what that's like. So I'm not trying to be. Mm-hmm. I know some parents get very, very defensive, and that's fine. That's your right. As they should. And that's your right. Right. You you should be defensive uh-huh. about your parenting if it's not, you know, drowning children. Um, <laughs> but, sorry. sorry. Stephen. <laughs> but I just, I, I believe that parents, parents fucking have favorites. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer that my dad, I'm one of four. He loves all of us, and I, there's no doubt in my brain that he loves, like, you and your dad has three kids, too, or mm-hmm. parents, whatever, it doesn't matter. 
the love is all there, but it's in different ways. Like they love, you love different things about different people. Like I have two best Mm -hmm. friends, Elena and Kendra. I love them both in different ways. Mm -hmm. They have different connections. Which makes sense. Yes. So it's like, I do, I can, I can understand why you wouldn't feel that way about an adoptive child. But then I, that's when I'm like, don't do it then. Right. Right. Don't don't even put yourself in that position because that's not fair to because that child. Because then also, what if you don't love them differently? You just love them less. Because and you, in no fucking way, he like he knew. You exactly. Can, he was old enough to understand that he was being treated differently. Ex- mm-hmm. And that is sad. Whether the reason was based on his skin color, based on his adoption status whatever Mm -hmm. either way it's fucked Mm -hmm. children should not feel that way and I feel like that like love boundary doesn't go like just across parent to child like his grandma kind of stepped up and was like no this is a a kid that I love like I would like custody I would like to be the primary caretaker take the the labels out of it that's what I was just about to say. At the end of the day, all these things are just labels that we have in order to keep everybody, you know, straight, kind of. But, like, a caretaker is a caretaker. That person can be aunt, uncle, grandma, dad, could be anybody. Mom. could be a, not a stranger, but, like, yes. just not blood. Family, person. friends. A lot yes. of people have that relationship. A lot of people have family, friends who are, like, aunts, uncles, relatives sure. to them. So it's, like, once you take all the formalities out of it, like, it is a person who is caring for... Another person. Another person. A human being. And that's... At the core of it. That's literally all you can ask for to people, to just care about other people. Because if... Why do we keep having to have this conversation? If no... Like, if Elaine and Tom and Barb and... If none of them, like, formulated all of this... um, What's her name? Stephen and Jocelyn would not be still caring about it. Like, would not be... They Still moved. giving tips. Yeah, they, they would moved not. three months after. That, I just can't get it. How could you do that mm-hmm. as a parent? Mm-hmm. How could you leave? Like, I get in extenuating circumstances, whatever, but it's like, move to a different neighborhood. You are just, you've, there I the abandonment people, in this case. I can't. There are people who lose their children when their child is like, I'm forgetting what case it is, but there's this. There was this case that I read that hurt me to my core because the mom never moved. Her daughter was missing for 20 years. She I know this case. never moved. I cannot think of the name there for the case, life of I, me. I, there, There's probably more than one. Oh, yes, yes. But there's, this specific one. There's parents that'll, like, put out dinner mm-hmm. on, like, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Just, in, just case. in case. Just and in case they come leaves, home. They leave. That is not a parent. No. no that's it not. is not. Like I like we said, we're not parents. We don't know what that's like. But I feel like, even if I was a parent, that I would still not stop looking for well, my like, child. Would you do that for your sisters? I'm not saying that it's the same bond. No, no. But like that is a that's a child in your life. My niece and yeah. nephew are children in my life. Bitch, I, I would do that for my cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you bet your fucking ass. I would never stop looking for my cat if she spooky. Sp- mm. She's somewhere. She in a dumpster. Uh huh. She she's just in another dumpster. You just gotta find it. That's it. But it's just I just truly they weren't even looking. Well, no. that again, all my opinion, all speculation. There is nothing. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. She by she. Mm-hmm. Why weren't they looking? 
Actions speak louder than words. And let me translate that for you. They know where he is. Yeah. That That's it. That's but it. Whatever happened, regardless, I've seen cases where parents sell their children for drug money, for other messed up things, mm-hmm. or put he them somewhere. could have... Ri- the thing about cases like this is that since they are so vague... They can go anywhere. Like, this, not that it's the same at all, but this reminds me of Maura Murray in the sense where they just, like, vanished. Dude, like, they're Tara just Calico. They just left. We just talked about this, mm-hmm. like, a month ago. Like, where did they go? What do you, it, what do you a, mean? Any, anywhere and nowhere. Yeah. All at once. Everywhere. Yeah. He could be anywhere. Uh-huh. Or nowhere. He he could be alive. He, the, the letter that they got, he could have been picked up by not the best people and he could have gotten into there are many people who come out later in life like yeah I got into um a gang when I was 12 I got into this is very sad prostitution when I was very young to survive to a survival tech Elena this is another one of those moments where I'm like we're good podcasters because that's a good segue oh because we're professionals we're professionals (laughs) recording in the bathroom we've done this a couple times before so, um, <laughs> I did want to talk about his psychology. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Obviously. Of um, course. I literally put, if you don't care, skip forward. Because I'm going to talk about it. Because <laughs> it matters. Um, so, Jalik, we know he has trouble controlling emotions. Uh-huh. Especially anger. Mm-hmm. And before his disappearance, his behavior was quoted as being erratic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a little bit about fetal alcohol syndrome. Okay. Um, this is all according to the CDC. So apparently, fetal alcohol syndrome is a spectrum of disorders including alcohol-related neurodevelopmental disorder and alcohol-related birth defects. So it's like a branch term for things like, and this is me being a totally not a doctor, medical professional, mental health professional Mm -hmm. in any way. I've seen, I've worked with a kid that we were all convinced had fetal alcohol syndrome Mm -hmm. based on physical appearances. That's one of the side effects. There's also, like, the developmental side effects. There's, like, the increased likelihood for diseases and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the CDC, people with fetal alcohol syndrome have central nervous system problems, minor facial features, and growth problems. People with FAS, fetal alcohol syndrome, can have problems with learning, memory, attention span, communication, vision, or hearing. It's Ooh. it's a lot. It's a big umbrella Thing. Those are a couple categories. <laughs> All of the senses. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is an additional diagnosis in the DSM-5 related to this called neurobehavioral disorder associated with prenatal alcohol exposure, um, which in my very unprofessional opinion, Jalik likely met criteria for. Um, now I'm going to give you some of the criteria. <laughs> so for this neurobehavioral disorder... That's what I'm going to call it because we don't need to know about the association with prenatal alcohol exposure. We got that. Mm-hmm. But this this disorder manifests typically by a child or youth um, having problems in three areas. One, thinking and memory, where the child may have trouble planning or may forget material he or she has already learned. Two, behavioral problems such as severe tantrums, mood issues, for example, irritability and difficulty shifting, shifting attention from one task to another. And three, trouble with day-to-day living, which can include problems with bathing, dressing for the weather, and playing with other children. So, he was also previously diagnosed with reactive attachment disorder, which we discussed in our Candace Newmaker episode. Mm-hmm. That's, like, pretty much, you have, an, you have an inability to attach to people, 
and your emotional regulation is pretty much non-existent. Mm-hmm. But this, I, I said, poor Jalik had a lot going on in a family that wasn't suited to handle it. And I don't, I don't know about that. But this, you, you take those potential diagnoses and then you think about the additional trauma he had been exposed to as being a child in our foster care system. Mm. And then you wonder why he's having violent outbursts. I don't know what violent outbursts looks like for him, but I've seen violent outbursts. Mm-hmm. And there's always a reason. Yeah. I'm a, for, I've am said it before and I'll say it again. Behavior has a reason. Always. There's always a reason someone does something specific. Mm-hmm. We may not know it, but we will find it. Mm-hmm. So like Jalik, if he made sexually aggressive comments, where did he hear that from? Where did he, where is that connection from whatever happened to that response? Because there is a connection. Yeah. What is it? What made his brain go from A to B? Mm-hmm. Is it the fetal alcohol syndrome? Maybe. Is it a reactive attachment disorder? Maybe. Is it neurobehavioral yeah. fucking disorder? Whatever the hell? Maybe. Mm-hmm. There's just too many things. And it stresses me the fuck out because he's like, we're talking about all of this and he's not even like 15 yet. No. He's 12. Yeah. And he has all of these issues. Yeah. And I don't say issues like a bad thing. It's not his fault. Right. But... It's just, it just adds to it and makes it even sadder. He had no, no, nothing was, was prepared for him. I also feel like 12 is a very interesting age. First of all, if you tell me, and this is just a personal thing, like completely for me. If you tell me that a kid is between the ages of 10 to, I would say 13. Give or take. To me, like you can tell the difference, but I'm like... those ages are very fuzzy they all are very similar like they're they're similar but they're not i feel like in terms of emotions incredibly similar yes like i was a train wreck for all of those years just mm -hmm, mentioned mm -hmm. from nine to 13 from from nine to 22 (laughs) no from nine to now (laughs) yeah honestly low-key but for real like they're, that's the age that you see everything is a big deal. Yes. Every little thing. Yes. And, but it's like you, you have that normal experience mm-hmm. that Jalik would be having and then you add to it mm-hmm. all of his shit that we've got going on. Yeah. And, and that's I, why I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I just, I, cause it, and the reason why I say that too is because kids are so weird because there are some kids who, sure who experience some of those things at those early ages and they manifest in ways that Jalik does where they express it in those violent ways. They externalize it. Exactly. But then there are a lot of kids who go through those things and it kind of like just sits with them. Then they become fucking Ted Bundy. Later in life. It's so weird. It's so, and I've, I've not dealt with kids who are, you know, within these age groups and stuff a lot, but just the way that they think, you can tell that they're younger. Like you can tell that you their can tell brain their brain is not developed. Has not made those connections yet. <laughs> I feel that way about myself two years ago. I know. Like, we were literally just talking about this for like an hour before we started recording. Mm-hmm. How growing up is just so weird. And we're both at super interesting times in our life. We're in our early twenties. Uh-huh. We're like Finally starting to get it. And I I'm never like, how the fuck am I alive right now? The early, Like, whenever someone was like, yeah, I was a mess in my early 20s, but now I'm fine. Like, I never understood it. But now that I'm in the thick of my... Like, I'm 22. I'm in my early 20s. Like, yeah. 
I get it. (laughs) I get it. No, y'all weren't fucking lying. Mm -mm. I would have appreciated more of a warning, personally. But then it's also the thing that we said earlier where it's like, someone did try to tell me that. That is true, too. But I had to go through it to realize what they meant. Yeah. No, 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 you're right, you're right. I kind of think, like, it's the same thing (laughs) as, like, riding a roller coaster. I can give you a lot of books, a lot of movies, a lot of everything about riding a roller coaster, but nothing compares to being on the roller coaster. Well, it's like you, we talk about traumatic things all the time on this podcast. It's Mm -hmm. like the whole point. Right. (laughs) So it's like, you, I, I hear stories of Mm -hmm. parents losing their children, of children losing their parents, Mm -hmm. like things like that, but that's not something that you're ever going to understand until Until you go through it. Until you're there. And I hope you don't. I hope, I hope none of us do, (laughs) but like that's, it reminds me of that. It's, there's just some things in life you gotta learn. And you can't learn until you're there. Like, yeah. Oh. And some people won't learn it. Oh. And that's a whole separate issue, isn't it? You can. The, the, one of the people that Kylie lives with one time said, you can. What he's, one, I gotta say it in his, his voice too. We're not making fun of people. You can lead a horse to the pond, but you can't teach it to drink or something. You can lead a horse <laughs> to the water, but you can't make yep, it drink. Yep, that's what he said. That's yep. what he said. Maybe that's a white people phrase. Shout out to him. I know that his wife listens to the podcast. So, (laughs) shout out to him. Yes, she does. Queen, hi. I didn't Mm -hmm. know that. Love you. Love you. Do you think it's true too that people don't learn shit until they do it? Particularly, never mind. No. (laughs) I think that's true because of experiences that I've gone through in my life where it's like, you can, you could have hit me over the head with the same piece of advice. Say when I was 18. I don't understand it until now that I'm 22 and I've gone through it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I like, think it's also hugely brain development. Like it's, yeah. There is a no, difference. My there. brain definitely did not have the pathways that it had no. now. And, and that's I can, the point of human evolution, but like shit. I can tell that in every aspect of my life. Every like, single one. The way I drive. The way I alone. drive. <laughs> The way I intake information now is like... I am so much more paranoid now. I, yep. Like, oh my God, the things I would do at 18 mm-hmm. and 19, living by myself in New York, mm-hmm. I truly, sometimes I think about it, I'm like, I'm glad I'm alive. I used to just leave but my statistically, dorm. statistically... At 3 a.m. I just I, leave. My ex-boyfriend, if you're listening, hi. Um, Fuck you, you're that'd be <laughs> I sometimes think about it. If you are, let me know, but also I'll probably block you. Um... But I, when I met him on Tinder, mm. I was 18 years old. He mm-hmm. was like 19 or 20, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. He lived in a, I lived in New York, he lived in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Different state, mm-hmm. across the river. What did I do at 10 o'clock at night, one night, to go meet him? Went to his house that he lived at mm-hmm. with three other grown-ass men mm-hmm. across, across the river to a different state mm. at like 10, 10 or 11 at night. Mm-hmm. No thought about it. If you're not from the United States, those states are close by, but they're they are, different. They are, they are close by. It was about an hour commute, I'll say. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. What matters is that it would have been a completely different jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot. It would have been a whole, a whole lot of things that go on top of no one in the state that I lived in knowing me. Mm-hmm. The fuck was I thinking? Yeah. And like, I'm fine. Other Still. emotional damage from it, but like <laughs> that doesn't matter. No, this, like just what that's the kind of shit that I'm like, no, I I know I was 18. I'm a very lucky person. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I'm like I would never make that same decision now. Yeah, and I would like if my niece came to me and was like, yeah, I did that, I'd be like, girl, 
We're having uh, a talk. No. No way. First of all, I'd be like, I can't call off work. I got like, <laughs> now that I like have shit to like work for and like things to lose, I've realized that like I care more about things than I used to as well. Well, I think a little bit about that too. I would say for the both of us, as we both struggled with our mental health for a really long time. Oh and yeah, st- still do. It's it's a battle every day. Yeah, but. No. I'll, I'll, I've said it once, I'll say it again. I never thought that I'd live this long, so now that I'm here, it's like I'm figuring it out. Right, like, I've like, also said it, like, I'm like, a few years ago I wanted to die, now I'd be mad about it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to die. Yeah. Like, like, I'd rather, I'd really rather not. I think so. That sounds like a lot right now. So. I don't think I can handle it. Again, the minor inconvenience of also that's, that's a change in my routine that I would not handle. Didn't account for that. <laughs> so, oh, we joke, so, but if we don't joke, we'll cry. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like putting all, like, he lived the life of, like, how old would he be now? A 27-year-old? 27. He probably lived that twice, just being in the foster care system alone. Oh, yeah. Like, the amount and of And they say shit. therapeutic foster care. Come Fuck on. Th- what? Huh? See, what really makes me mad, makes me angrier than it, no, I think it's rightfully. I feel like I'm in a good amount of anger about it. Mm. $3,000 a month. That is more than enough. Maybe. I'm not sure what care was like. Yeah. That easily could have covered therapy for him. Oh, yeah. Medication if he needed it. Like, that was the fucking point of it. And you're going to sit here and tell me, oh, they were trained in therapeutic practices or whatever. Trauma-informed care. Shut the fuck up. No, No, you fucking weren't because you wouldn't do that shit then. There is, see, it is a lot to take on the mental health of another person and I feel like it's so much even for like trained professionals and even for people who are like entrusted with this care but just to be like not just a person because they were trained but like especially in that relationship it's so much more than Mm -hmm. just taking on like the mental health like no there's again another thing you won't be able to really prepare for it until you deal with it it, mm mm-hmm pause yeah (laughs) so we just paused because elena and my roommate both had to pee Mm -hmm. and we are recording in the bathroom (laughs) and then we were like just talking i was like what were we just talking about so yeah so yeah so yeah it's been a minute in time but really nothing for you guys Mm -hmm. so i don't know it is hard and it is one of those things where if you you can read all you want about violent outbursts Mm -hmm. seeing a child in or, like, even a full-blown, like, I, I've mentioned it before. I work with children on the autism spectrum. There are some situations that I have seen of children reacting in ways that you don't really understand until you see it, you know? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry, I'm out of breath. <laughs> I'm just talking, <laughs> and my, my lungs don't work. But it's it can be very scary to mm-hmm. see like a child banging their head on the floor or the or the wall in like this violent outburst or mm-hmm. like aggressing towards you mm-hmm. because they're just like we we are trained to be like when they're in that moment it's like you don't place demands on them because they're seeing red like it's there nothing's going to go in or out mm-hmm. Kendra and I were watching Euphoria yesterday mm. Nate it goes through a huge temper tantrum as a grown person <laughs> yeah. whole thing, but like I I I have a I have a kind of like a soft spot I guess for it because I'm like I understand it and I see it I don't I don't understand I don't experience it but like it's it's a hard thing 
to manage. And that on top of having four children already, like I understand why they felt that they needed a break, but you don't really get that choice mm-hmm. when you sign up to foster a child with that you knew had behavioral issues, mm-hmm. that you knew had all of these things against him. You were supposed to be that trauma-informed, what was it? What were we calling it? The trained, The tra- you were supposed to be a trained family yeah. for him. Yeah. And you're just not going to do anything, to my knowledge, to help him? Mm-hmm. What the, the fuck? Not the he's, not, he's not a paycheck for you. No. He's a human being. Yeah. And now he's gone. Mm-hmm. And we don't know where. Mm-hmm. I think don't it would me. be interesting if... They, you know how they got the tip that supposedly that was his Dodgers car. Field? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. That his it, cell phone gotcha. pinged it, and that was uh-huh. his car at the bank, blah, blah, blah. It would be, because immediately when you told me that they were not looking, it said that they knew where he was, and that those mm-hmm. looks were like nothing. So, I don't know. It would be very interesting if they were able to, like, completely, like, disprove his alibi and being like, no, you weren't home. Like, not only does that answer, does that open more questions up for, like, what happens to Jalik and where he might be and stuff, but it's like, if you're lying about this, how many other things right. did you lie about pertaining to Jalik? Like... That, I think, is the biggest thing. Uh-huh. It's like when you find out a sus... Or not even a suspect. Like, he's just a person of interest. Right. When you find out a person of interest has lied, mm. it... Why? Even if it doesn't pertain to the case or anything, then you start to, to think, if you can lie about that, mm-hmm. what else can you lie about? Mm-hmm. Especially if it's something, if, if lying about that thing would benefit you. Right. Because I feel like once you can lie about smaller things, every liar that I've ever met was taught how to lie. You know what I'm saying? It's like an expertise. Right. Like, you test it out. You figure out what you can lie about. You figure out who believes what. Like, to be a good liar, you have to be a good manipulator. Yeah, that's the point. (laughs) You have to, like, know... You have to be comfortable with lying about something to lie about something that big. You know what I'm saying? So, he could have been lying a lot about his care of Malik... Uh, not Malik, of Jalik <laughs> for a long time. And that's why he likes going to other places. And, like, maybe his parenting was more than just a strict parent. You mm-hmm. know, like, maybe it was more intense than that. Because there's a fine line between strict and abuse. Like, yeah, there's 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 actually a big line. But I feel there, like there's in a certain line for scenarios... Sure. <laughs> For some people, what they might consider strict, other people would consider abuse. But like in terms of like actual definitions of those things, it, it it's it's pretty different, you know. Yeah, and I mean, there's a, there's a different kinds of abuse as mm-hmm. well. So right, it's like, right, right. While your parent, while he may have been strict about the toilet paper, right, like what that doesn't necessarily mean he was like beating him, right. But it's psychologically, it's different kinds of trauma but it's still traumatic mm-hmm. and I just I don't I just don't understand <laughs> it just this case just makes me so angry especially because we have no answer mm, yeah we have no idea and it's something where like I hope that people keep looking into it I hope I hope more people start talking about it but it's it's been a long time and I feel like I it's it's one of those things where we're not even in the room with the truth yet. Not yet, like, no. 
we so what if Steven's alibi is disproved? Just allegedly. What if it's disproved? Now what? what? Exactly. Why is he at that field? What time was he there? When, then, who else was there? Who else knew? Jalik had to know that something was up. Or, like, how did he know about that note? Like, yeah, Right. Why did he have it? Exactly. So, like, wh- where is all this coming from now? Like, which it's things that are, like, odd. And they definitely build a case of circumstances. But you can't convict someone off of circumstances. You can't convict him because there's not a crime yet. No, there's not. As far as, as far as we know, there's no crime has been committed. But also, like, just surf... Even if you think about it deeper or if you just think about a surface level, he left somehow. You know what I'm saying? So it's No like, longer here. Right. So the, the ins and outs of that just get more complicated the different rabbit holes you go down. And each aspect has different rabbit holes to go down. Right. But at the end of the day, he's 12. So even if he did run away by himself, he had to be picked up somewhere. If he did not meet whatever fate he had, and not necessarily, you know, he was murdered or any sort of homicide like that. Mm -hmm. Whatever fate he met that we don't know about, Someone else had to be involved. Someone knows something. We say it all the time. Someone knows something. And I feel like there are people in the case that we know about that know things, but I feel like there could also be room for other people that we don't know. Like Oh, that's there's a lot more room for that. I hate unsolved and I hate missing persons. I I don't I love spreading the it's very important to talk about people like Jalik and Tara and Mora. And all of these, and Brian, and all these people that are missing, because it maybe we can find them. Mm-hmm. But I hate talking about it mm-hmm. because I don't like the parents. I've made that very, very clear. Yeah. I hate them actually. Yeah. With mm-hmm. yeah. for reasons related to and unrelated to Jalik, I just don't <laughs> like them. Don't like them. And but that doesn't make them guilty. No. I don't. They could. They could have. No, they could just be acting weird. They could have nothing to do with it. Maybe he did run away. Maybe he ran away and got picked up on the street mm-hmm. by a pedophile. By right. maybe he. Maybe he was forced into joining a gang. Maybe he was picked up by right. like the as a drug mule or whatever. Didn't that note mm-hmm. say that? I'll post that on Instagram by the way. Well, but that's like there's so many different ways. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like he could have dropped. He could have known. Jalik's fate. He could have dropped him off somewhere. There could have been an exchange and that's why he wasn't looking. Just because the fact that he wasn't looking or like all these circumstances come together doesn't mean that he killed him. It just means that he knows more. Like... Yeah, somebody should say something. And I just... I feel like we live in a system that protects... We live in a system that not only fails people but protects criminals sometimes. Like... It just, there's yeah. so many hoops that you have to jump through that we should jump through, but at the same it time, it also hinders these types of things. Where, like, you know it, you know that he knows something more, but there's legally, no there's way, nothing no. they can do. Like, and, like, when they're innocent, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying he's guilty or innocent, when someone, like, in the case of the West Memphis Three, I'm like, when they're innocent. Mm-hmm. It sucks that they have to go through all these hoops. Right. But when they're guilty and they get off on it. Yeah. Maybe like an OJ Simpson type. Mm. What 
now we do nothing. Right. And it's like, Now it's, what do you do? Yeah. Like, there's, there's no in between. We live in a very black and white. Right. Well, because there's all the... the Did I say black and white? Black and white. <laughs> I heard black and white. If I didn't, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> but if I... I think I said black and white. Yeah. I think you said black and white, too. I guess we'll see. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I, <don't> <laughs> I got distracted. <sighs> black and right. <laughs> black and right. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. I don't know. I feel like not only is there black and white, there's just... There's an incredible amount of gray, and I feel like Steven might fall into that gray. I don't know if... I'm not accusing him of anything. I feel like it's very suspicious all these things added up, but still, I feel like even if they gave... They would have to give me hard evidence for them yeah. to be like, he killed Jalik. I don't think he did, flat out, but I do think that he was involved, somehow, in getting away with He's got to know... Why do they have the yellow fleece? You yes. know, like he has to yes. know something. It's things like that where it's like, mm, if you told me like that fleece had blood or that there was, you know, some sort of set of whatever it's that's found. Of these smaller yes. pieces mm-hmm. that are at, but it's like you have all these small pieces and they don't create a puzzle. They just create a pile of small pieces mm-hmm. that you're confused about. How many grains of sand make a heap? Oh, shut the fuck up. Like. <laughs> It's 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 like That's one grain of sand yeah. doesn't make it. Neither does two, five, ten, a thousand. But when you look at like a million grains of sand, you're like, "That's a heap of sand." You don't think like, a thousand would make a heap? A thousand pieces. That's gonna be a tiny. Like sand is tiny. I have a really hard time. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you got me. <laughs> I have no, I don't know. This is one of those cases that I can and will talk about for hours. On yeah. End, yeah. So. I mm-hmm. guarantee you, if I find out find out an update, I'm telling y'all. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to listen because you can just not click on it. <laughs> but if you do listen, you're listening. Yeah, <laughs> you better take it all in because this shit is. I heard this initially from Kendall Ray on YouTube, Ooh. and she is was just equally as like what the fuck mm-hmm. as me. And I just I know Crime Crime Junkie covered this. I didn't listen to their episode, but I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure they covered it. So it's like we're starting to gain more popularity with this case, and I think that's very important. And I hope whatever whatever happened will come to light. And Jalik, if you're out there, and for some reason you did run away and you don't want to be found, then I hope you're safe and healthy and happy. If you are alive, hope you're good. Mm -hmm. If you're not, so sorry. Like I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely sorry. A lot of people, a lot of people failed you, and our system failed you. And like that. A lot of people else you failed you. Like you, can, sorry doesn't even fucking cut it, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like what the hell. Mm-hmm. But it, we're sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, everyone. Um, yeah, that was downers. So rest see, in, see you guys rest next in week. peace. If Maybe. you're <laughs> question mark. Rest in peace. Question mark. Rest in peace. If you are. Resting in peace. But if you're Rest not resting or live in peace, in peace. <laughs> be in peace. <laughs> that's it. Peace that's be I'm with so. you. <laughs> peace be with you. Um, that's it. That's case. Yeah, go check that out our, our other cases. Um, we mentioned a few unsolved ones. If you yeah. like the unsolved missing persons, we've we've covered a few. Every case that we mentioned, we also covered. So go listen to yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So like the West Memphis three. Uh, we've got that bitch on there twice. <laughs> <laughs> 
shouldn't maybe say <laughs> that, but I, I covered it twice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. So now that my head hurts, mm-hmm. see, see you later. Love you. Drink your water. Drink your water. Your water. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a dick. What should, what should, we, should, we should come up with a new one. Um, uh, don't. Don't adopt kids if you don't want them. <laughs> don't don't do things you don't want to do. Don't hurt. Period. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. If you're thinking of, don't. Don't. <laughs> that's it. That's the pod. All right. <laughs> See